Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. I mean, I have to think about if I'm going to like the Penguins for very much longer, but I, I, it's, a, it's a jersey that I might consider getting. LeBron James is one of the owners. You have to like them for longer. Yeah, and, and I hear they're going to change. You know, there's not going to be many changes. They're not going to move out of town, but I do hear that they're going to wear red hockey socks, which is going to bother me a little bit. Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can. And good evening, everybody! How are you today? It's the Friend and Rival podcast coming at you on the first day of December 2021. How's everybody doing? Good. Fantastic. Great. How you doing, dog? Who was that? All right, that takes care of the. Where's my Diet Coke? For tonight. Fantastic. Very good. And that's been Impressions with Tom. <laughs> that was good. I, I knew I had to beat Steve to it, or else this was going to be another fucking Steve takeover. It really episode. should be a Steve no. takeover episode. I don't know what's wrong with that. That was just not, 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 not going to happen at all. Uh, that was three knots. Did I say enough knots? Yeah. Take a trip down memory lane. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the first ever Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your You hosts. sound so young. I will be covering I, I the New do. York Rangers. I will Innocence. be the Rangers expert, as they say. I don't know if anybody says that. Joining me nope. are three other division rivals, and I'll allow them to introduce themselves. I will go next. My name is Steve. Greetings and salutations. I will be covering the New Jersey Devils for the Friends and Rivals podcast. And I'm Nick Larita. I'll be covering the Islanders for the same podcast, not some other one. And I'm Bill, and I'm covering the Pittsburgh Penguins. Scratch my back oh, with a hacksaw. I sound so thin. Friends and Rivals <laughs> podcast. That was, uh, that was stellar opening voice. Absolutely stellar. Go. We'd bring it home. Wait, wait. now. No, this is all going to uh, end. And Nick, can you slurp a little bit louder into the microphone? Will, first so fucking thing we do is yeah. slurp oh, wow. into the fucking microphone. <laughs> home run. <laughs> so professional. That was uh, that was one year ago today where we started the first uh, Friends and Rivals podcast. We are episode 50 of the Friends and Rivals podcast, our one year anniversary. We did take two weeks off. That's why it's not 52 episodes. That is 100% correct. And uh, we are going to start out with some breaking news that I can't find anymore. (laughs) Wow. It must have been very important. It it was, but I figured it would have been... Hmm. I figured it would be But apparently it's not. But we do have a review. Ooh! On our 50th yeah. anniversary spe- on our, fir- our one year anniversary special, episode 50, we have a review. Should we be doing that now or later in the show when the fans I, would expect it to happen? Breaking news, man. We don't get we don't get this very often. Okay. Um, I don't know where this review came from because it, it wasn't in iTunes. That's where I looked first. Um, but the title is Jersey Knows Jersey. I was a real fan listening to every new episode until I saw that at Stephen Woj, that's Steve's Twitter handle, by the way, said that people from Jersey say they're from New Jersey. 
you ain't from New Jersey if you have to call it that. I'll still listen, though. We're all human. But I encourage you to never say that in a bar in Jersey. Ooh. <laughs> um, I don't know who this person is, but uh, there you have it. There's a review. There's the right. review. What's the New name review. of the reviewer? It doesn't have a name at all? Just some coward asshole who is afraid to put their name to their comment? Uh, maybe his name is Jersey Knows Jersey? I mean, <laughs> no I wonder know. he was pissed off then. So- sounds like uh, he's a bro dude for sure. Jersey bro Knows dude. Jersey, dude. Yeah, there's definitely well, there's a, definitely an IQ threshold for sure to, to be the kind of person who would say you're from You Jersey. know what? If I read that, if that person was on with us right now, and they read and you read that review, you know what I would ask them? What part of Bergen County are you from? <laughs> oh, wait, I got it. it. It's from, actually, it's from Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh, my okay. God. That's another problem. What's, what's the matter with that? It's not no, a, that's a good point. Movie. Not that's a, a good point. Movie. What do you mean Die Hard is not, what, not a Christmas movie? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. What the hell are you talking it's about? It's a Christmas movie. Of course it's a Christmas movie. Of course it's a movie. Christmas movie. Ask Tina. Oh, are you all right, buddy? <laughs> yeah, you got so upset you had to keep door. the door closed. Are you all right? That movie could be set at any time of the year, and it's the same movie. Yeah, but it, it was Christmas. It's not a Christmas. It's during Christmas. It was a Christmas, 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 Christmas party. It could have been celebrating a Christmas party. It, had it to be could have been an Easter party. What? No. What, what, it could have been a Halloween the, party. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer could have been delivering Easter presents. What office parties show. are there other than a Christmas office party? Halloween. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Office trunk or treat? Maybe. Mm. But Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Obviously, it's just some asshole who is trying to get my goat because... Um, <laughs> it's only four to five stars, too. Oh, fuck. Four, go, really? Four stars? Way to go, Steve. Bringing oh, down our fucking Jersey rating... Thing. Having we're, we're stupid opinions. A, we're now a 4.9 on, on iTunes with 11 ratings. Way Girl. to go, Steve. I would bet this guy's a Rangers fan for sure. Uh, no, he's from not. Jersey. You could be a Jersey from New Jersey and be a Rangers fan. Would you go, you're from, would you, if you're a Rangers fan from Jersey, would you say, I'm from Jersey? Is that the kind of person who would say, I'm from Jersey? I don't know. That, yeah, absolutely. Maybe. I'm from New Jersey. I could be wrong. So um, that was a review. Thank you to uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. We, we really appreciate that. Um, so move on. Let's go to uh, let's talk about the uh, the devil's getting jacked. Devil's get all. Devil's jacked getting up. jacked. Eight years, sixty four million dollars. Not only does he return to the lineup, he signs an extension that will keep him here till he's twenty eight. And I can't be more happy to hear that news. Couldn't be more happy. Jack, I think Hughes, on, Jack Hughes on his entry-level deal uh, until the end of this year. The deal will kick in at the beginning of next year. His current stats out of 120 games played, including last night, 20 goals and 55 points. Yes. 20 goals, 55 points. Correct. Uh, granted, this, this is the beginning of his third year. He's played, what, three games this season so far? Has two goals on the season. 
he's got to have a monster season in order for that to justify his contract. No, and, and he doesn't. Why doesn't he? Why? Because he's explain to what I mean. You need to explain to me why. Because first of all, the contract doesn't kick in until next year, right? So he's still on his rookie deal this year. So he's he. If you think out his his stats should reflect his salary, then his stats this year should be reflective of a rookie contract salary. I couldn't agree with you more. So he needs to have a monster. You're saying he needs to have a monster season next year. Um, no, and I'm going to explain why. He you doesn't. just said you couldn't agree more. Well, no, I, I'm going to explain why he needs to have a monster con, uh, a monster season this year uh, for the last year of his entry level deal. Deal. Every every first round pick that I have found has produced it during their entry level deals to warrant a contract of the larger size for their second contract. Okay, so let's start with Connor McDavid. Maybe not the best comparable. Okay. But during his entry-level contract, Connor McDavid had 87 goals and 256 points. He got a $12.5 million contract after that. Okay. Jack Eichel, $10 million contract on his second contract. He scored 73 goals and 177 points. Austin Matthews, 111 goals and 205 points, $11.4 million in the second contract. Those, I don't think, are comparables to Jack Hughes. Not even... Eichel, maybe, but not not the other two. Okay. Nico Heischer. Probably, would you say it was probably the one of the closer uh, comparables to Jack Hughes? Yes. Okay. And it, Heischer got, was 51 goals and 135 points on his entry-level contact. And he's only making $7.25 million And he also year. played for one season with the MVP of the league. Okay. Um, there, there is uh, somebody that I found that was Elias Pettersson. Yeah, he's probably he signed his uh, extension, uh, seven point three five million dollars on his contract after his entry level. On his entry level deal, he scored sixty five goals and had one hundred and fifty three points. That warrants the contract. He is on pace. Look, if you told me that Jack that that Jack Hughes got a a four year deal from the New Jersey Devils. At four to four and a half million dollars, I say that's pretty. That's that's just about right on for what Jack Hughes should get. Okay, so that's sixteen million dollars, right? Four for four. Is that what you're saying? No. What is dollars? Four million dollars a year. Four million dollars a year for four years. So you can go four and a half. Let's all right. So let's say twenty million dollars. Okay, and say he puts up seventy to eighty points in each of those four years. Okay. What's his next contract look like? Uh, it, I would have no problems going into the $8 million range. But no, he would be no. a 10 million. He would be a $10 million a year player in four years when the, with the cap going up and salaries escalating, he would be a, a $10 million player for eight years. He scores 33 points this year and 40 next year. Are you happy with this contract? If he's, he's not going to score 40 points next year. If the only, if the only way he scores 40 points next year, is if he plays 50 games. He might. He might. And that's, well, that's he a absolutely risk everybody, might. that's a risk every player takes no matter what you, you take on every player. He wasn't injured that much last year. He it had, was a he weird had the COVID. season, COVID, the COVID, and they had games canceled, and then they were playing every other night. It wasn't a normal year at okay. all. 
Okay. They were playing, you know, four games in five days, several times throughout the second half of the season. It just wasn't a normal year by any stretch of the imagination. Capo Caco has played 10 more games than Jack Hughes. And Caco has 22 goals for 46 points. Capo Caco is not an $8 million a year player. No. Not by any stretch of the imagination. You're looking, you're looking at a contract as a reward for what you did and not the promise of what you're going to do. I, I, would, I would rather sell. Uh, okay. Okay. Great. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Chris Kreider, promise of what you're going to do, came in like a bat out of hell in the playoffs, burned his first year of, of, of um, eligibility in the playoffs for the Rangers, uh, his entry-level contract doesn't look that great, right? 19 goals and 40 points in 89 games played. Yeah. And he got rewarded for the $2.475 million contract. He was supposed to be a perennial 30-goal scorer on his second contract. So for what he was going to do, they only paid him $2.5 million a year. Who said he was going to be a perennial 30-goal scorer? Everybody. How, wait, how many times does he score 30 goals? He hasn't. So – he hasn't lived up is- to any of it. That's what I'm saying. So if they if they gave him a six million dollar contract right then and there, or a seven million dollar contract, that would have looked terrible for them. And 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 look, what he I, I don't think they're the same kind of player. Either. I, I don't either. If Alexei you- Lafreniere, seventeen goals, twenty seven points. He's just beginning year two. He is not an eight million dollar year player. You're right. He's not. And neither is Jack Hughes. Then you don't you have to you watch and you tell me that he doesn't look like an eight million dollar a year player I, when he's out I, on the ice. I I will make sure I point it out every okay. single game. I'm sure you year. will. I'm sure you will. I can't I wait. Will make sure I do that. Next, oh. starting next year. Go ahead, Nick. I think it's interesting because looking at him compared to Barzal, I think is a it's not a direct comparison in any any means. Um, especially because Barzal's first. If you need him right here, I was ready to go. Barzal, Barzal start, uh, started first year. He had 80, 80 points, eighty-two points, something like that. Yeah, um, but his entry-level deal. He had fifty-nine goals and two hundred and seven points. Man, you could go into that, but and he got a okay. seven million dollar year contract. He deserved well, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 that's not the whole thing, right? So we could, so we signed him to a a long like a bridge deal, right? You know, we, we had the option to go into a long-term deal, right? A big deal like this one. We could have done a Jack Hughes-like deal. I was in favor of a bridge deal because I wasn't sure if Barzal is going to be the guy for us that is going to be a superstar guy who's going to get 80 points a year. Because of the form, the, the, the team he's on, the, the coach, the players around him, you know, you can look at him if he was on a team like, you know, Oilers or something instead of uh, a dry saddle, right? Maybe he'd be scoring 100 points a year, potentially. I don't think he's as good as a guy like dry saddle. I think he's got really good skills, but he's got some pro- like things that hold him back from um, getting more points on the board. Um, but I like the idea of us giving him bridge to see if he could potentially be that like $10 million player. Now, I don't know if he's going to be after the end of this got this year, next year, and then you know he'll be RFA. Uh, and that'll be interesting to see what he's going to get. I don't know if he doesn't score more than sixty points a year uh, next two years, this year, next year. How's that going to go? You know, he's a very talented player, but at the same time, he's going to go into those, those negotiations and be like, they're going to be like, well, you're not 
a $10 million guy. You're not making, you're not scoring a point per game. Um, you're not scoring 30 goals. He's never, he's a 20 goal scorer. He's not a 30 goal guy. So that could be the opposite here of what the devils did is they were like, Nope, we're going all in. We're going $8 million a year, lock him up. And then he's going to be our guy and he's going to score 60, 70, 80 points a year. He's going to go up and they're not, they see the him, they, they see him in and out. They feel like he's the guy. And that's a, that's an interesting way to go about it. Right? Like it could be, you could have done a bridge deal to see if he makes it, if he's going to be that guy and then have to pay more later and then like really be sure about it. Or you're just going to be like, fuck it, we're going just F it. We're going to go right for it. And hopefully, and just, you know, they're like, we, we, they think they've seen enough to, that he's going to be that kind of player for them. That's going to make that $8 million look like a bargain in, in a year or two, which it could, it very well could be, you know, well, it'll be interesting to see. So I think Steve, you watch him play enough. Do you think that he's a guy that's going to look that deal in a year? I, or two? I think in four years, people are going to say, wow, that's a bargain. Maybe not in years one, two, and three, or maybe not years one, two, but starting in year three, people are going to go, wow, we get to watch this guy kid play for five more years at only $8 million a year. That's a bargain. Yeah. So what, what does he so, make at the end of the eight years then? If he's, if he's doing so well. He's going to be probably a $15 million a year player. Well, right? I mean, it depends on what the comparables are at that right, point. At that then. time, I, I agree. But if you, you only pay him $4.5 million, I'm looking, I know the Devils aren't in, in cap hell um, right now or even the next couple of years, but that $4.5 million contract you could have saved or that $4 million could have went to somebody else too to, to help bolster your lineup. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too is what what's the rush to get him into this deal? Like why – why do they need to do it in, in year three? I mean, as you know, even assuming that he's worth every penny and, and more, why are they going to, going to jump the gun there when, when they could have bargaining position for him for a few years? And, and that, like, are they thinking of that they're going to save money in the long run with a lower cap hit? And I believe last I would years? bet that that was the motive for the, for the deal. Right. Mm. Long-term they probably say, you know, if if he you know if he performs the way he's expected to perform long term they probably save somewhere between 25 and 30 million dollars for the organization so if he made what 6 million 7 million for 3 years or is that too low for 3 years if he was doing a bridge deal if he did a bridge deal he would probably have to get around you know 5 and a half or 6 yeah all right let's say 6 right so six million for three years. That's two yeah. million dollars. You you it's two. You saved two million dollars for three years. That's six mil. So now, if you're if he does well enough, and then contract comes in at what ten million a year? Yeah. You know, for eight years. A, eight years. Then sure, you've you've you know you it's even three years later, but then you're saving whatever you're saving for the next potential set of years. If right, but if, think about it this producing. way. In years in years four through eight is when they're going to be competitive, right? That's when they're expected to 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 be a very competitive team. You don't think it's like in two years? You don't think no. it, you think it's no? I think really? Hughes has got to come in and Luke's got to come in and get acclimated to the game, and then I think once he does, then they'll be a competitive team. So if in four years when they start to make their serious run for the cup. They can spend that extra two or three million dollars that they would have had to invest in Hughes on somebody else to come in. It makes the team a better team. Sure, it's a good argument. 
And again, yes, it's all predicated on him performing the way he's expected to. Right. And he hasn't done that yet. So I don't understand how they give $8 million to somebody who scored 55 points in three years. Or two and a quarter, two and an eighth, whatever it is. Two and an eighth and a COVID season. Now, listen, I don't think I don't think he should have played as an 18 year old. I've said that before. So I would wipe not not you, you can't wipe that out because it happened. But his rookie stats would have gone away. You know, you would have started with year two being year one and then year two being year three being year two statistically. But I'm telling you, you watch him play five games. You watch him play the next five games, and you tell me if you don't get excited every time he touches the clock. I don't. You, I think you, you don't. I think the Barzell comparison is very spot on. Actually, you don't it, watch. It does remind me a lot of a Barzell. Just like skating, unbelievable. Well, that's so better because you though. feel he celebrated too much when he scored against the Rangers last year. <laughs> no, it just makes our comps go up for everybody. That's another reason why I'm a little upset about the deal. Thing with Barzell. Billy, is that Barzell's can skate um, so well, but his hands can't keep up at that same pace, which is exactly what a guy like uh, McDavid can do. McDavid's got – he's even faster, but his skate, his hands and just the ability to, to break the game down quick enough to score yeah. those goals, he could do that every time. And, I, and that's the thing that, that separates the two of them. And so when it comes down to that, you're like Barzell and anybody else, you know, skating ability – Great, that's amazing. But can you do anything else at that at that speed? Because that's the that's the thing that that makes those guys, I think, go to the next level. Even if Barzal could maybe not score the goals the same way, but just just have the ability to like make more assists, break you know, be able to pull guys off him and get the puck to people, and get those assist numbers up really high. Then he'd be worth it. He'd be the guy that I think to make that big, that all that you know that those big big contracts, ten, twelve million dollar a year. I, but without that, it's hard to see him make the, that that big jump. And I think that's what Hughes is going to have to do. He's going to have to be able to skate that le- ability that very uh, better than everybody on the ice at, at skating, and be able to you know produce points or take over the game, um, break break uh, break um, uh, shut down opposing players, something else to like get them to that, that next ability, you know, step to be able to really separate themselves because otherwise i don't see the, the point of paying somebody that much money at that you know if they're just not going to be able to to put it all together so how long does it take to get a deal like this done got to be ahead of question talking for what, question. a month yeah, probably probably about a month a couple weeks at yeah. least yeah two, I mean, two or three weeks so so jack hughes is like this the cornerstone of the devil's franchise now he is their guy I, right would you say he's the face of the franchise right now yeah why not I would. Who is the face of the Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, I Kane. Either Kane or Taves. Either one so that's guys. again. I I feel like that's the the mold the Devils are trying to follow. So okay. So it's he sure so he and sure Hughes. Hughes would be the Taves and Kane. Why they have so many friggin' Subban jerseys last week then? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> One year we made good it luck, one year. bro good we luck bro. one year you're just bitter because you think this is going to have some sort of ramification on the caco and lafreniere deals 
hundred uh, well, percent. Why? How, on, on, it's not happens. just them either. It's, it's Lucas Raymond. It's Byfield. It's everybody else. It's everybody. But else. then I could say that all the deals that preceded Hughes. <laughs> but they no, have it's... the stats to back it up. Was my point. Hughes doesn't have the stats to back it up. But neither do the Rangers players. You're hundred percent right. That's why they're so, not eight million dollar year players. So they. So then you shouldn't have to worry about it. They're not going to get eight million dollars a year. <sighs> well, hey, look. it's always the the irresponsible spending of teams like the Devils and the Mets that are oh ruining God. sports. This, guy. <laughs> this fucking guy, Max Scherzer, huh? Oof. Oof. He'll probably do well for the Mets next year, and then he'll get hurt for the rest of the two years. Is there a club option or a player option at the end of that? I think it's a player option for, oh, yeah. God in heaven. How is it? Yeah, you're not going to turn that down. Oh, no way. <laughs> Good Lord in heaven. Oh, so we were going to talk about the uh, the the biting, uh, the thing that happened with the Kings and, you know, Marshawn getting suspended, but, you know, fuck them. The Penguins released their third jersey <laughs> today, Bill, on the on the Twitter. Did you uh, did you go on the shitter, check the Twitter? It's a beautiful thing. It it looks almost. I mean, there's some. I don't know. It's it's got like holes in it and shit. Or I guess it's more airy and maybe the maybe some of the stripes are like angled differently or whatever. But it's just like my Luke Robitaille Penguins jersey from the '90s. So yeah, I'm I'm into it, man. The 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 black with the with the yellow Pittsburgh on it, ripping off the Rangers. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful Ooh. thing. Love it. Love that thing. I might have to. Well. I mean, I have to think about if I'm going to like the Penguins for very much longer, but I, I, it's, a, it's a jersey that I might consider getting. But I, LeBron I, I, James I, I, is one of the owners. You have to like them for longer. Yeah, and, and I hear they're going to change. You know, there's not going to be many changes. They're not going to move out of town, but I do hear that they're going to wear red hockey socks, which is going to bother me a little bit. But... That, was a, that was a joke, right? Oh, God. Yeah. Thank God. Okay. Mark, <laughs> red socks. That's that's leading the show. Yeah. Like I th- I thought it was pretty traditional. Nothing really stood out, but you know, it's a it's a jersey that Penguins fans would buy. Yes. And that's why they retro is safe and it sells. 100%. And it bothers me that so many jerseys in my closet are considered retro now, but yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What your your Nordiques or your Whalers? Which one? pretty much any of them <laughs> except for the Bruins the Bruins is pretty much the same hasn't changed well at least one of the uh, teams made a, uh, a retro that'll sell Absolutely. you mean an alternate that will sell whatever, whatever if you're going to make a joke at least make the joke right whatever <laughs> whatever at least I would have I would have loved it if it said jersey on it but <laughs> At least one of the teams made a retro that will sell. (laughs) Fucking douchebag. Impressions with Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's take a ride on the Metro. Nick, the Icelander shelved. Threw off our whole fucking week. Hey, no, man. man. Undefeated for the week, Nick. That's the way you got to look at it. Undefeated. Partially. Partially. We did lose to the Penguins. Um, And COVID. Yes, COVID definitely kicked their ass. Um, been a very uh, rough week, I feel like, because this is now our, we're on an eight-game losing streak after losing one nothing to the Penguins. Uh, team looked, you know, <laughs> having like nine guys out, um, you know, they still looked okay. They, they were able to, to 
seemed like there's the team was really trying to win this game and you know trying to get a goal. They couldn't score a goal. We can't score goals. That's kind of the, the been, been the the main problem for some time. Um, I was hoping it was something that was just going to get through. You know, we get through for the just or over, I should say. Um, but it's, it hasn't gotten better. It's been basically uh, only exacerbated is ah, exacerbated exacerbated by the um, lack of players that are NHL quality. Um, it just hasn't gotten. We haven't gone anywhere. You can't you can't win a game with with uh, Ilya Sorokin standing on his head, uh, in and basically having no goal support. I mean, it's just not possible. Uh, if you're if you if you say your goalie left one goal in the game, chances are you're like, oh, we won, you know, or got to overtime. But they have no goals again. It's it was fucking rough. Now, again, mind you, the whole slew of forwards out. The current, you know, not everybody that we have even on the, the ice from the, the, the Islanders, the, the NHL team, not the AHL team, um, even look good. Pajo hasn't looked good for, for a couple weeks now. I don't know what's going on with him, but he's looked out of sorts. It's been pretty obvious that he's been, um, I think, I think he's been struggling in practice or something because there was some, a few weeks past, um, Trotz was saying he wanted to get him into more spots, get him more, more time. Um, on the ice and he's just been pretty invisible palmary has been invisible um and i don't know if it's a combination of just the him trying to do too much um he's had some spots where he looked in the even the pittsburgh game he looked a little better um but he hasn't been able to, to buy a goal um and uh i think it's just a combination of all the players being out and people moving around and just whatever. It's been a shit show. So they lose the game. Um, almost, uh, I think, uh, was a Jari played pretty well in that. He saved a few big, big saves, uh, made a few big saves, um, kept the, kept the aisles uh, off the board. So credit to him as well. Um, but uh, Sorokin was honestly standing on his head for a lot of the game. And um, Isles couldn't do anything about it. Fast forward a few days later, uh, Isles have one more guy go on COVID uh, protocol and league finally shuts us down. So postponed two games uh, against the Rangers. And I think the other game was, what was their game against the Penguins? I, I can't remember. Flyers? Flyers. Flyers, Flyers, yeah. Flyers. Yeah. Flyers. So Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Today, Fuck all em. that said, today we get some decent news. We had a few players out of COVID today. Uh, uh, COVID protocol. We have uh, Anders Lee and Pellick. Andy Green all back in practice, and league is apparently uh, given the green light for them to play tomorrow. <laughs> so what that meant was that they were going to have to to have zero uh, zero new cases. Time. Well, that too, but uh, they were going to have no more um um uh, what's it called? Uh, no no pot. They had all every, the whole team had to have negative tests apparently. Um, so everyone was was clean. Even no, Bailey no is he back from Florida? Bailey's back from Florida as well. Uh, he's the fourth guy. Um, so that's good to have him back. We still have Zizekas, Chara, uh, Bellows, and I, I believe uh, as the three guys out. I think Ross Johnson was back at practice today. And then from there, we still have uh, Ryan Pulak and Brock Nelson on, out on injury with injuries. So even with COVID, you know, guys, guys coming back, you still got two guys, uh, your second line center and your, your top pair in defense and still out for a few more weeks. Probably not back till 
you know, the start of the new year. So even with getting these guys off COVID and, you know, we'll see how they're, they're feeling. Apparently there was also, you know, it's going to be a rough kind of getting back to, to normalcy. Um, with that said that there was some, you know, blurbs that, you know, some guys had it, um, didn't have that much symptoms and other guys had it pretty bad. So, and the, the whole team's vaccinated, just, you know, it's breakthrough cases and uh, we'll see how, how much it affects them in the next few weeks when they, when everyone's eventually back. Um, but uh, it's still, you know, we're still missing some, some key players and in uh, Zekas and, uh, and uh, Char at this point, because, well, you know, he is part of our top six, but um, you know, we did have some bright spots and, um, and like I said, Ilya Sorokin played well. And then um, also Robin Salo, even um, Sebastian Ajo played pretty well in this, in the, their spots playing in the, um, on the defense. Now, mind you, in that game, we had five of our top six defensemen out. So you had five AHL, well, one AHL caliber player in, in, in um, Thomas Hickey, and then the other four were all AHL players, essentially. Now, I think uh, Robin Salo is going to be the first guy that comes up from the group. Um, Sebastian Ajo has been a bit above him, um, but I think honestly, like if you watch the, just a little bit of a solid play uh, compared to Ajo, it's pretty night and day. That kid's going to be a, a good player for us. He's going to take over that spot from Chara sooner than later. I'm pretty happy with how he's been playing. The problem he has is he's obviously going to try to try to take a spot from a regular spot from a guy like Chara, who's you know a, a well-known, probably probably borderline Hall of Famer guy. Uh, you know he's 44. You know he's he's still got the name and you know his reputation and all that jazz, and he's good, but. He's not what the team needs. Team needs speed on the bat on the blue line. He need they need a puck moving defenseman and a guy that can run the, the power play. All of those things are what Robin Sala can do. Even with um, it was really interesting to watch the the power play uh, with our team um, pretty depleted. Um, there was a lot of power plays in the last few games for the Isles, and watching um, Salo and Aho run the points uh, was a lot better than what anything we've had. Um, this year on the, with the, in the power play, which is interesting, interesting. Um, but also kind of like we, you knew it was coming. Like the, the power play has been atrocious. I also have no idea how to, how to play, how to do a run power play still this day. It's been years, years. Oh, the only bright spot we had was last year when in February, we were like the top team in the league at like 40% for the month for some unknown reason, just everything was clicking. But outside of that dog shit, absolute dog shit. Um, it seems like one of those things they should be able to figure out pretty easily, but they haven't. So that's the Isles in a, in a nutshell. We've been you, you could have had Tony D'Angelo on the cheap. They could have, but they didn't. But he's a guy that they they you, you know you, lose you, a character guy, right? He's I, not, I hear you. He doesn't you know? fit the Islanders at all, but he would have fucking no. helped your power play for sure. So, so he doesn't fit the the little bubble of their personalities. He wouldn't. He just <laughs> definitely would not. He would have fit the team perfectly for what they needed on the ice which is unfortunate but then again the angel would help a lot of teams out i, I don't know I, just, I, I couldn't you know, agree with you more he's a very talented down very talented guy but man he just sucks as a human <laughs> just really does yeah i mean it's what you gonna do so speaking maybe he'll figure people, it out yeah but be, speaking of people who suck as a human the rangers were in boston to play 
Marchant and the Bruins uh, the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, because of the Islanders, that was the only game the Rangers had last week. God damn it. Um, pretty, uh, I don't know, pretty even first couple of periods. Maybe the Bruins had the edge in the first, you know, maybe 10 minutes of the game where the Rangers couldn't, you know, get a shot. But they come out of the first period tied. Um, Ryan Strom scores a goal, the five seconds left in the first period. Um, and really gets the uh, puts a little life in the in into the Rangers game. They exchanged goals in the second period. Then the Rangers took over in the third period. You know, Kreider's tried that Michigan style goal. It didn't work. They reviewed it, and it wasn't a goal. But he's not the type of guy that I would have expected that from. I don't know. If Do you a- think that it was just like he was there and it flukily got up on his stick, and he was like, "Well, I might as well go for it." No. It- I don't think it flukily got on a stick. I just think the timing was perfect. He didn't have a defenseman in front of him. He's behind the net against a, 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 a young goalie. Now's a good time as any to try it. I don't, I don't think it'll, it'll happen again with him um, because I think you'll expect it from him now, but Hey, good job trying buddy. But the, the story of the game with Julian Gauthier and the way he took over that third period, he was strong on the puck. He was making plays, even making plays with Panarin. And, and Lafreniere he had primary assist on both of those goals. Um, but the, but the one thing that happened at the end of the game, uh, have you ever seen anybody throw a glove at somebody? No, no. You drop the gloves. You drop the gloves. Yeah, you drop them, but I've never seen anybody throw a glove at somebody. And that's childish. what Aaron did to Marshawn. Just um, childish. Things that were sissified. said about Russia and all that other stuff. And I don't know. It was, it was, I laughed my ass off when I saw Panarin throw his glove at, at, at that little shit. I thought that he definitely was- had it coming. I mean, there's no question Marchand had whatever had, whatever he had coming to him, he had coming to him, but yeah, I would have rather seen something other than a glove go his way. What? Like, a, it's just not going to take it off his skate and threw it like out? A nin- like a ninja star. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a Chinese star to the neck. I, I think they're called I, ninja stars, that. Bill. Marchand. Marshawn said that uh, all he told uh, Panarin was that no one in Russia likes him. Yeah, you think that's crazy. true? Uh, probably. Probably. I mean, cares. It, it sounds like something he would say. No, without a doubt. Bill. He makes $11 million a year to never have to go back there again. So what does he care? <laughs> uh, Rangers were 43% on face-offs, Bill, in case you were wondering. Uh, yeah, what, was, what were they tonight? I knew you, I knew you, were, I knew you were sitting there wondering. Uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Why not? But they played the, uh, the Flyers. They played the Flyers tonight. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. And they were supposed to, you know, they, the Flyers are supposed to be on the second of back-to-back games with the Islanders, but the Islanders fucked that up. Fucking Islanders. Fucking 49% tonight. Fucking stupid Islanders. They were 29%? 49% no, on face-offs. Under 50. Under 50. It's the magic. It's that's that's how they win. Lose face-offs. That's how they win. Rangers go up uh, two nothing, three nothing. Then Dryden Hunt hits um, whoever, whatever that guy's name is, uh, uh, Bob Braun or Braun or whatever fuck his name is in the corner. He hit him in the back. I I I would concede it was a boarding call, uh, and he drew blood. So in my mind, it should have been a double minor. But they gave him a major penalty for that and a game misconduct. I've seen things a lot worse. In fact, later on in the game, Braun was coming out of the corner. His back was completely turned and Reeves just annihilated him. Hit him right between the numbers and nothing was called. 
So again, just referees, terrible inconsistencies um, throughout. I, I don't know what to make of them anymore. But the Rangers went on to win tonight, four to one. During that five-minute major, Shesterkin was incredible, absolutely incredible. Thankfully, we have him as our goaltender. Coming up for the Rangers next uh, this weekend, you got the Sharks and the Blackhawks on Friday and Saturday. And then uh, Blackhawks on Tuesday, and then home against Colorado next Wednesday. So you got four games in uh, six nights. It's going to be uh, pretty chal- challenging on them. I'm I'm pretty sure we'll see Georgiev probably against the Blackhawks on Saturday. I would have to say, probably, and probably against the Blackhawks again on Tuesday if he does pretty well. If if uh, Gallant doesn't want to use Shusterkin in back to backs, so we'll see how that goes. But speaking of hot goalies, I mean, the Pens rode the hot hand all last week with Jari. No hotter goalie in the game right now than Tristan Jari. Yeah, he. Um, so so after the last time we were together, which was last Wednesday when the when they beat the Canucks 4-1 to one with Jari in net, um, Jari was in that game that Nick was talking about before against the Islanders. And uh, and the Islanders, man, they, they you know, it, it – for a team that was missing so many guys, they, they put together a hell of a feisty effort and, uh, and it was not any kind of a cakewalk for the, um, for, for the Penguins to, to beat them in that game. So uh, yeah, both goalies were outstanding in that game. Um, I, I think it was a Kapanen that broke through with, with a lone goal um, that ended up happening in that game. And, and that was Jari's like third shutout in, in five games. Um, yeah, so, so hot as hell. And, and then, uh, the, the Penguins, unfortunately went into their next game, uh, where, where they had to play the shitty fucking Canadians at home. And, uh, and it wasn't jarring in that because they, they had back-to-backs there and, and, uh, and it was Casey DeSmith going that night. Um, and, and so they got lit up with, uh, with the backup goalie, um, and, and again, I'm going to say about the Canadians because the Penguins played the Canadians the week prior or something like that in Montreal and just kicked the crap out of them. Uh, and, and I had said last week, you know, that, I mean, the Canadians had just given up in that game. It was a different Canadians team that they played um, that night uh, in Pitt. I guess with the things going on there with their GM and whatever, maybe, maybe that has, and maybe just getting embarrassed, maybe they had enough. And, uh, and those guys looked really motivated in that game. So, I didn't even think the Penguins played that bad of a game um, against Montreal. You do want to, you know, find a way to come out of ahead of a shitty team like that. But, um, but you know, it, it wasn't for, for lack of trying. Montreal did play a pretty good game there. And, uh, and without the hot goalie in that, that was a little bit of a setback for, for Pittsburgh. But then, then they went out to Calgary and, uh, and Jory was back in the net and Calgary, obviously we know they're, they, they've got great fundamentals. They're a very tough team. They, they managed to keep it one-to-one and get into overtime. They did lose in the shootout. And so, uh, so, so Jari, uh, again, uh, in another goal, another game just gave up the one goal. So over the last six games, you know, I, I've been looking at his stats and during this hot streak and, and now I'm kind of backing up and just looking at his stats overall. He's, he's third, I'm third in the league in save percentage. If you, if you weed out the guy who have played guys that have played like five games and less, if you're actually looking at the starting goaltenders in this league, he's third in uh, save percentage and third in goals against uh, behind um, 
Markstrom in Calgary and uh, Campbell in, in Toronto, which shocked me because the, the Penguins have beaten them a couple times. But uh, but yeah, he's he's having a, a pretty elite season so far, and and you know this what started out as just a hot streak is just become you know a little bit of an eye opener, and it, and he's done it before. He's he's been uh, among the league leaders before um, a couple years ago, uh, so. You know, I don't know. I guess we're just kind of waiting to see if, if this is the real Tristan Jari or not. Um, obviously, nothing's – there's always going to be questions about him until he shows up in the playoffs one of these years. So uh, so there's that. But um, good to see him doing well. And he's got a, a, a very difficult test tonight. They, they're going to play in Edmonton. Uh, they're going to face off in just a few minutes. Um, yeah, it's, it's one thing to do well against – anybody in the league, but it's another thing to, to shut down, you know, um, McDavid and Drysaddle and company. That's a, that's a whole level of a different challenge. So uh, see how the Penguins do there. And, and then from there, they're going to go off to Vancouver. Um, and outside of just the, the hot goaltending, you know, uh, Crosby's been looking a little sharper game to game that unfortunately Brian Rust is out again. They had that. They had that whole line of uh, Crosby, Rust, and Gensel all together for <laughs> for something like something like a game or two games before uh, before Rust went down and and uh, I, I, Rust got injured during practice. This is typically what happens with with Rust and Latang. Like they they don't necessarily need to get hurt in a game. They just they, they're just you see them play one day and then all of a sudden they're out of the lineup the next day. And it's like something happened in practice something happened in warm-up um it's interesting because russ was has always been injury prone but coming into this season he was actually the penguins iron man having played in something like 112 games in a row or something like that so i am i'm hoping that he's not going back to the to those often injured days because because he's such a key and and uh, and that top line is really one of the most dynamic in the league when they're intact and they kind of need that because they're hanging around the- hanging around the, the edge of a, a edge of a playoff spot um, right now, and you know it's not like we're running out of time, but it, it's uh, you know they it, it just it it would just be a huge benefit probably for their shitty power play too if they had that whole line intact. Uh, I in saw Malkin's back at, at practice. Then I see that this week. I thought I saw a picture of that this week on the Twitter. Yeah, well, he's skating around. I'm not sure if he's been skating with with the team or not, or with a non-practice thing, a non-contact jersey or, or whatever but uh yeah I, I mean for what whatever for whatever that means you don't know if if he'll be rumored to, to be close to coming back at least three weeks before he actually steps on the ice and plays a game so so uh we're, we're probably still looking at a little while there um so that's that's what's happening in penguin man yeah you know the penguins you know can't wait to get him back but the devils got got back a, a very key player obviously to their to their lineup and they got a, another guy back that they lost earlier in the season huh? nathan bastion and they get him back they lost they him lost last him year in the expansion, expansion draft. draft that wasn't last year it was this year it was they last season. seattle right yeah that was this year you don't consider that last last season the expansion draft jesus christ mm-hmm. Gonna be such a fucking bear. Thanks for the outstanding fucking intro. Appreciate it. It was God, I yeah, love that TNT I'm... has wrestling on. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Penguins game to start here. Yeah, I was too. But yeah. yeah they did Sorry, do that. go ahead with the devils. 
So another Jekyll and Hyde week. It's, it, this is just, I could just put this report on repeat. One good game, one bad game, one good game, two bad games, two good games, a bad game. They they got it to overtime last Wednesday against the Wild. You know, they didn't play great, but they had just come off of like five days off. So it was a little bit understandable. They followed it up with a great game on Sunday against the fucking Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Um, they looked very solid. Again, that whole game, Philly, I don't remember Philly having any dangerous chances. And then they followed it up with a stinker against the Sharks where they didn't show up for the first two periods. And and the score was 4-2, you know, going into late in the third period. They, they finally showed up during the third period and acted like they wanted to play. I would have thought there was going to be a lot more excitement given that was, you know, Hughes' first game back. He wasn't even supposed to be back until the fifth or sixth is what they were initially saying. So to get him back like a week and a half early was great. And I thought it was going to charge the team up, but they just seemed to come out flat for some reason. I don't know why. Again, very excited to have him back. They play tomorrow night against, you know, they're, they're out in Minnesota tomorrow night. And if everything goes as planned, that's going to be one of their better games. So I'm looking forward to watching what Jack can bring back to the team. Yeah, Winnipeg and Corey Connors after that. That guy's fucking overrated. That guy's way overrated. Kyle, on the uh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Connor uh, scale? Who? <laughs> it's, it's not Corey? Am I never going to get that right? And what's going on with the Avalanche? Jesus Christ, they suck. They're my pick to win the cup this year, God damn it. Mine too. Suck. Very Who's disappointing. 8-2 to, to the fucking Maple Leafs. It was seven to two, not only what nine minutes ago, and now it's eight to two. Oh, I had no idea I changed it. I just assumed you that said it was seven ball. to two. Now you're saying it's eight to two. It was you have to, to you have to provide the listeners facts. No, when I when Matthew scored, it was seven to two. Then they then the Leafs scored again after that. So it okay. was definitely eight two for sure. Thank you. Eight two for sure. Good. Fuckers. And now it's time. For trivia with Bill. Ech. Yay, it's my favorite time. That was that was that was a stellar intro. Thanks. One of your better Appreciate ones it. for sure. So I don't think I'm asking a number anymore, right? I'm just going with the episode number. Well, it's yeah, episode number gonna 50. Have to, right? We're gonna run out. Yeah, until well, we get then, to a hundred. And then we gotta loop back, then we'll then we'll go. That would be this time next year for our listeners. That's right. That's right. Because we'll probably take two weeks off again. Yeah, at least. Okay. We might take three. Maybe. We might take that that week between Christmas and New Year's off. But anyway, so the, let's go. So the question is, who was the 2004 NHL Rookie of the Year? Hint, it was also the year that Neil Morse released the album One. Oh, God in heaven. That's not on the card. Jesus fucking Christ. Not on the card. That's the hint. That's right there. It's in the uh, 2004. 2004. I'm going to say Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe. Uh, Gordy Howe. No, it was came up in like the 60s. Uh, it was Yarmir Yager. Wasn't he a rookie then? Um, no. I'm really disappointed you don't know this. It was a New York Ranger. You should know this. It was James Patrick. Oh, wow. James right? Patrick. Ooh, no, James Patrick. No. 
No. Oh, no. Well, it had to be Mike Gartner. Supposed to say then. yes or no, right? Okay. Had, had to be Mike Gartner then. No. Nick, was it was it Islanders legend Mike Bossy? I thought it was Rick DiPietro, actually, for 2004. 2004? Good no? guess. No. No. You're not supposed to have good guesses, Nick. Um, Let's see. Uh, Chris Terreri. No. Also played for the Islanders. He, this guy's amazing. been an answer before, and I feel like you like to go back to previous answers. John Van Beesbrook. John Van Beesbrook. I, I, I just love saying Van Beesbrook, but no, that's not John Van Beesbrook. Hmm. Anson Carter. Boom. Boom? No, um, not a boom. No. It, no. Is this in honor of all those Devils jerseys that they were trying to sell? Is it P.K. Subban? Not P.K. Subban. Do you want me to give you the multiple 2004, choice? and he's a Penguins fan. I feel like we know where he's going with this. Is it Jake Gensel? 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 No, Jake Gensel. Sergey Gonchar. Don't call him that, but no, it wasn't him. Right. That uh, guy scored a billion goals against the Rangers. Can we get can <laughs> we get a play. can we get an Eastern Conference, Western Conference clue? Oh geez, if I had ever heard of this guy, <laughs> I would know. Oh geez. Doesn't say what team heard of this guy? It doesn't say what team he was in. I, I I'll have to look that up. Wait, he was the he was the Calder trophy winner, and you don't know who he is? No, I don't. That's not good. Yeah, I know, right? I'd say it's like Jerome Aginla. I think he knows. I know who, who Jerome is. is. I don't know. He played in Calgary. He doesn't have no. He has no clue. Oh, you want a position? I can give you a position. I just doggy no, style. Just a team. Uh, Western Western Conference. Western Conference. That that's not his position, though, Bill. Should we ask for the team too? Hold on, what team? Or is I, that I too much? Team. He has no idea who the fucking guy He's is. He's played on a lot of teams. I got to see what team he actually won <laughs> the Rookie of the Year with. It was Zarly Zalapsky. Is it uh, Brian no, he won, Boyle? He, no, but he won with an Eastern Conference team, the, the rookie of the year. Hmm. Okay. Oh. So I asked what team was he on. You said Western Conference, and now <laughs> you're saying the Eastern Boston, <laughs> The Boston Bruins. Oh, he was a – oh, Cam Ealy. Oh, no, no, not Cam that, No, it had to be Ray Bork then. Ray Bork. 2004? Yeah. Joe Thornton. Oh, that's a great guess. No. Fuck. no. Sorry, I'll try harder. Guess. Um, I think he's been playing longer than that. Milan Lucic. Four. Boston. Bruins. Sagan. No. Do you want a position? Or well, no, no, no. Or the multiple. Bill Berg. Bill Berg. Right? Bill Berg. He, he eats the puck, man. <laughs> Bill Berg. No. Uh... Yeah, what position? Goaltender. It wasn't Tim, no, Tim Thomas didn't play then. Sammy Bill Sauer. Ranford. Oh, oh, is it Raycroft? I'd like a first name with that. No, you got it. Andrew Raycroft? <laughs> it Andrew Raycroft. Wait, you've never heard of Andrew Raycroft? Mm. Oh, I forgot I, about it. might have just gotten into that part of my memory where I just had to delete something to make room for something else. Every and four. The league forgot about Andrew Raycroft after about two years. Yeah, yeah. 
And now that we're was gonna, trivia we're with Bill. To, uh, go to this date in Steve's stomach. This date 2000. Brings us to the year of our Lord. 2010. 2010. This was my favorite kind of planner. I wish I could get these again. These were giveaways. You were saying there was a, you were thumbing through there and you did find a couple <laughs> of bagels. I did find quite a few. Yes. Take us oh, to God. April 8th. Boo. Boo. Boo, Billy. Boo. So dreamy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> April 8th, 2010. Was a Thursday night? Wait, no, it was a Thursday, not just a well, Thursday. Was, night. I'm sorry, yes, it was a Thursday, including a Thursday night. Um, a very rare day where I didn't have a lot to eat. Shocking. I had no breakfast and had a late lunch. I even marked in here that it was a late lunch, which consisted of a bologna and cheese sub. Ooh. and a can of coca-cola classic and Where no it? dinner where'd you get the sub from sorrento's in freehold Sorrento's. no dinner no dinner because there was a condors hockey game that night ah and i did not eat dinner on game nights really the condors fell four to two that evening maybe you should oh, I, scored, I scored both goals probably not no <laughs> Why did you pick April 8th, 2010? This was the final game, a regular season game, played at Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, known as the Igloo, where the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the New York Icelanders 7-3. to three. Mm. Seven That's a, was an arena. Three. Well, listen, that was, that was only an arena. That yeah, was, stadium, dude. That was a shit day of food. So, can we go to May twelfth? Oh, double! Oh, oh boy, this is loud. It's a shit day of food. We will. I, mean, I, I, I want some. I want some substance here. May the twelfth was a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We started the day off with a yuhu. That no was breakfast. finer chocolate drink in the world. Lunch was a Caesar side salad, a medium Coke, and small fries. From, wait, wait. It wasn't from Outback, was it? No, it was a Wendy's oh, Caesar side salad. No. Thank God. Ah. <laughs> and dinner was enjoyed with one Thomas Harkness and his lovely wife, Lauren, at a little place we like to call Friendly's. Oh. Where I dined on a cheeseburger, loaded fries, Coke, and an ice cream. Oh, wow. That's that's a good one right there. I also signed the contract to purchase a Toyota Highlander that day. Oh, uh, you, that, you said goodbye to the Forerunner that yes. day. Yes. Uh. The next day was the 3,401st day that I had owned my Toyota Forerunner, my my now second favorite car ever. Mm. Mm. What was your first favorite car? My current Jeep Wrangler Jeep. is my favorite car. Yeah, no doubt about that. If you had, why did you pick May the 12th? Well, that happened to be the last NHL game ever where the 
Penguins lost to the Montreal Canadiens in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals 5-2, thus closing the Igloo. And if that game had happened one week later, you would have gotten your pumpernickel baby. Oh, wow. There's We're getting close. May 19th. There's nothing on May 19th in 2010. Son of a bitch. We got to reverse engineer that. There had to be something happened that day. We'll figure it out this week. Uh, that's Ooh. Tom and Lauren's dating anniversary. Dating anniversary. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh. Done. Dating week, anniversaries. 2010, May 19th. No, no. Don't do it. No, you can't. I call shenanigans if you do. It's eating married people keep track of dating anniversaries. Yeah. I you just write it every ours. year, every year when you fill out your calendar, you just put it on the calendar. That's how you keep track. But why I mean, bother? That makes sense. <laughs> I'm with you, Bill. I only know mine because we started dating on Tara's birthday. You want to know what's funny? I know that one. You know I saw you almost ran the uh the hockey player off the road in that I, I <laughs> Yes, I got I got the oh, Wrangler on May thirteenth this year. December. So that's a big day in my life for cars. Really? I think it was my birthday. I think it was December fifth. Really? December sixth, sixth or fifth? It was my birthday. That's why I went up there. It was I think the f- poor Michael say, You you remember that, but you don't remember your dating anniversaries and, and other small things for your wife. That that's great. No zero, <laughs> less than zero. He's lucky he knows the kid's birthday. In and out. And that's only oh, yeah. one day. And that's only one day he's got to remember for all three of them. Yeah, we remember we remember that. We forget our, our anniversary, though. We, we always screw it up because the days are different, like the 20th and 21st. But they're months, but we always mess it up. I mess up my brain all the time. The kid's birthday is 420. Our, our anniversary is 1021. So I always mess it up. I was like 1020 for some reason in my brain. It's not really... We've done Just it. know that it. it's two days before Casey's birthday. That's all you got to remember. I'll have to remember that next time. And five days before my wedding anniversary. Nobody cares. Yeah, I remember that. Really? I thought you got married in October. It is That's October a, ten. He, he did. And he got. Me, he got. He was. I Jesus thought we were Christ, Tom. This is we're your podcast. Still, You're not even listening. No. <laughs> I still thought we were no. talking about the triplets. I, still, I thought shit. we were still in April. No. No, that's Jen's birthday. No, so right, in, in in about eight years they'll be asked they'll figure out what this this is yeah, actually. They will. <laughs> eight eight this years a, your ass. You wish it would be eight is, years. This is a gift from my my manager. He said that that came in today. I was like, <laughs> he was telling me he's gonna be a, a hat. He's like, uh, I, I thought he was gonna be an Ohio State hat. He was like talking about I'm gonna make you a fan, make you a fan. <laughs> and he's like, I got a perk hat for you. That's what he sends me. I mean. They Did do use it as their logo sometimes, right? Huh? They do use it the, the, that uh, as one of their logos sometimes. Yeah, this could be. This could be the ultimate uh, logo, actually. Is this game going to start tonight? Well, is wrestling so. they, still going on? on? No, they're, they're doing a fucking pregame show. And as I've said pre-game. before... Worst fucking thing ever, the pregame show. I, I mean, seriously, they 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 go on here at ten. They, the game is scheduled to start at 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 ten thirty. Ten thirty, right? Oh, that's the worst thing. That. Ten thirty games. Ten thirty games are terrible. They advertise no Edmonton, Pittsburgh at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Ten thirty pregame beforehand. That's how they should do it. I would love to have West Coast times where we like get to watch a game at like you know what the start time at. Uh, 4 30 
Three, three o'clock, four, four o'clock, o'clock, four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I'd be a, we'd be at work and be like, turn on a game at the end of the day. Compared to, oh, 10 30 at night, let's start the game and then have yeah. the whole night and then have the whole rest of the night after the game to do whatever you want. Well, we have, yeah. we have an office in California and I, I would, I would have to do that. Good transfer. Oh, so good. I, I really, it would be four o'clock yeah. and I get the, the message at the Ranger game start. I was like, what? What the hell's going on? Oh, brutal. Yes, it was. It was excruciating this episode. Oof. Not our best work for, for the big anniversary. Wow. 52. 52. We we earned that four out of five stars tonight. Jersey baby. Actually, Steve Steve earned that review. Steve earned, yeah, no doubt. Fuck that. 100%. Douchebag. 100%. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our, our special. 50th anniversary or 50 episodes. It's our first anniversary, dummy. Well, it's not our, our 50th it's our, anniversary. It's our 50th episode, our first anniversary. Jesus, I can't even get that right. That? How the fuck did we last this long? I don't know. Go on to Twitter at oh, friends underscore while talking. That's really professional. Ridiculous. Turn on notifications for our podcast wherever you get your podcast, friends and rivals. Um, yeah. Give please. us a review worthy of reading, unlike yeah. this stupid diehard douchebag. I, I I get the sense you know him. Just just throwing that out. There. I don't. I I, re, I honestly don't. Really? No, I have no idea who it is. I I it honestly a Christmas movie though. You knew who the hell it was. No, no. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Billy, say something, Woody. It's our fiftieth anniversary episode. Like Tom keeps saying, I'm ninety six years old now. Uh. They're not all winners, folks. They're not all winners. Uh, At least he did the math correct. <laughs> uh, just shut up and sing us out. Oh.